Hello and welcome to my podcast. I begin every podcast with a bowl so that we can connect, find our center and receive the insight from the podcast. Hello and welcome to my next podcast. In this podcast, I'm going to take you back into a little bit of a personal journey inside me into my acceptance of myself, I suppose you could call it. I still very much am connected to the little girl inside me who with wonderment and big eyes kind of of entered into the land outside of home. So at home, from what I recall, I had a wonderful life. I had the ability to express and be myself and I had a safe and comfortable existence with my mum, dad and my brother. And from my adult self now, looking back at those years, I think I must have been five or six, my first memory recall. And I remember being so overwhelmed I remember wanting to do the right thing. I remember wanting to um, have lunch when it was time to have lunch and do the right thing by the teacher. And I remember there was so much to see and so much to learn. And there were so many new kids and, and I was just finding my feet. And none of them were actually my brother who I felt safe with or my mum or my dad who, it's funny, but I know he was there, but I, I don't recall a strong connection as much as my brother and my mum. So that may be significant for the time because I'm 47 years old now, so that would be 42 years ago. I mentioned in some of my last podcasts how I used to get frightened to put my hand up and and uh, go to the bathroom and so I used to wet myself a lot as a little girl and and I also remember a story when I was sitting in the playground and I've got little (laughs) red dots on my legs which are kind of like where the hair follicles are and to me they were quite normal I never thought they were unusual or different I just noticed them and 
And I remember the kids, one little girl saying to me, what are those on your legs? And I made up a story saying that they were from some island that I'd travelled to and I'd picked up something. I remember saying the story and I knew it was a fib. And now that I look back at it, I think, oh gosh, I just wanted to be liked so much or I wanted to be accepted. But even saying that now, it's like, oh my gosh, why would you tell someone you have some rare disease? And yet somewhere in there that I think I wanted to feel special. I think I really wanted to be liked. And uh, I remember going through school and being liked by teachers and also having friendship groups and some of my girlfriends that I really enjoyed being around. And then... um, I connect with the times in grade five and grade six when I felt bullied and then also when I lost trust, when I told one of my friends a secret about another friend and how she told the whole school and then I got teased and labelled as that. And even though I remember those stories, they were quite profound in my the shaping of me or the position of me or how I... I became who I am. And uh, and so high school, I felt quite shy and I enjoyed math and I was still establishing who my friendship groups were and in that how I wanted to carry my hair and whether I was a sporty person or, you know, or whether I wanted to hang around with the Greeks and Italians or whether I was into fashion or music and... I kind of just wanted to just be accepted. And so I floated between different groups and tried my best to fit in. And I suppose throughout my life I've been a little bit like that. I've kind of swallowed the story of the Cinderella story and um, found a relationship and thought, okay, that's my relationship. I'm going to get married now and have children and live happily ever after which we all know is not the truth and not a reality. And I suppose it wasn't until many years later that um, through loss of um, house and money and finances that I really had my awakening and started to investigate what this internal world of myself was. But I think over all of that time, I didn't really understand how to have self-respect or how to really appreciate who I was or appreciate myself and my talents and my gifts and my assets. I was forever comparing myself to others or even watching others and working out very clever ways of them liking me or being my friends. And it's only until recently that I've investigated that further through doing these talks with Gillian and Joanne every Saturday through the the BEM collective groups, body, emotion, mind, that I've realised that my lack of boundaries or my people-pleasing that I have done in the past has just been a dance around the judgement of myself or the fact that I hadn't really put myself first. And by putting myself first, it meant that I had to not care as much about people's reaction or not try to protect them from 
me being myself and that it didn't matter whether I was super nice or super not nice. People would be triggered by anything anyway if they had a trigger to the surface. And through my understanding of the body, there can be people who are carrying triggers. Anyway, I'm going off track. I suppose part of my confidence coming through with these blogs now is that, or these podcasts, is that I'm not holding back on sharing myself. I'm not holding back on who I am as a person or what I'm presenting or what I feel or what I think. And, uh, and I'm not trying to be anybody else and I'm not trying to sell myself. I'm becoming comfortable in my own shoes or comfortable in my own skin. And that's a really nice place to be. I feel as a human, that's what we're striving, isn't it, really? Is it to be comfortable or is it to know or is it to understand oneself? Hmm. I, at the moment in time, at this moment in time, my favourite thing is peace. When I have peace within myself, I'm not seeking anything or wanting anything or needing anything. I just have that peace. And when I have peace, I have that ability to think and create and so maybe the true artist is coming out when I've got time to ponder on my thoughts. Yeah. So these are the questions I've been having for myself. And since I've discovered self-respect in the true essence of its meaning and acceptance of myself, and I've been able to speak up when I need to and I haven't been squashed down or miss, uh, misheard or even not heard. It's changed my relationship with myself and with my loved ones and with those around me. And by doing that, it makes it easier for them to show up as they are as well. Yeah. And I wanted to add that I've started to care about me first. I've started to excuse myself and say, I have to go now. I've started to listen to what my body needs. I've gone to the bathroom when I needed to rather than holding on. I have expressed my needs and desires. I've spoken up in communications. And I feel now that I'm a big enough girl, or I'm a woman, that I'm okay with that. Because if me looking after myself or putting myself first offends somebody else, then that's not my problem. That's their problem. Yeah. And I've also learned the boundary between this is my business and that's your business. And it's okay to look after my own business. And if for some reason I'm not looking after my own business, someone else is going to be looking after my business. And I'm going to be seen as incapable of looking after my own business. Just like when I see someone else who doesn't look after themselves, then all of a sudden I'm going to step in and cross their boundary. And why would I do that? 
because we don't realize it when we're vulnerable or when we're not looking after ourselves that it's it's highly visible to somebody else and ultimately as humans we want most of us want everybody to be safe and well and balanced and to figure it out and the hardest thing of all is to step away and give someone their own space to figure it out yeah and I think ultimately that's my philosophy with most people except my children because while they're still my children and under my care it's my duty of care as a mother to step in when I need to just like my mother did with me I hope you've enjoyed this podcast until then speak to you soon bye for now